0: In the 1970s and 80s, Nicaraguan campesinos, or peasants, gathered in a rural community called Salintaname. They gathered to read the gospel in light of their experience, and then to let this good news work in them to transform from inside out and to transform their society as well. These peasants said, We attend mass dressed in clothes de football, dirty, not wearing elegant clothes like people wear in the capital city of Managua when they go to church. We come to church dirty, but we're pretty clean inside. While the ones who come very elegant, maybe they exploit people. They can be all rotten on the inside, but on the surface, They're all neat and clean. And these dirty, ill-dressed campesinos, most of whom were illiterate, but with the word of God implanted in them, read the words of Jesus and asked, What makes people impure? One woman, Olivia, offered, There's the tradition of giving capital to build imposing churches, like all the ones that the earthquake toppled in Managua. And meanwhile, these people neglect all the living Christs who are starving. They don't interest them. They're interested only in filling their pockets with coins snatched from the Christs that they exploit. And what they have left over is for the church, For a baptismal font or a shrine, things that have really no importance. Their tradition is to give alms as though God were a beggar. Don Tonmas Peña listened to this and jumped in. We're the ones who are beggars. And Armando added, They're religious people who don't carry out God's commandments because they're religious. They are accustomed to thinking of pure and impure things as material things, while for Jesus, pure and impure are just the insides of people. What makes people impure is not to have love. Alejandro added, In our religion's, there are many traditions that aren't in accord with what God wants, that is, with love. Then we must break with tradition, as Jesus did. And their priest summed up the discussion, saying, the Pharisees were not hypocrites in the sense in which we understand that word, because the Pharisees' piety was genuine. But Jesus still called those really religious people hypocrites. Because the prophets had stood firm, saying that God did not want worship or prayers or incense or sacrifices or fasting or chants or offerings. What God wanted was justice among people and liberation of the oppressed. So Jesus has told them crudely that no food Stains people. Because what we eat, and I'm going to use the Spanish here, what we eat becomes mierda. Everything is pure in nature. Injustice is the only thing that dirties people and the universe. That's the only mierda. Now, I get chills reading those prophetic words that injustice is the only true mierda. But I also get chills thinking about using the four-letter English translation of that word in a sermon. My grandmother taught me way better than that. But we have a problem when we're more upset about vulgar language than we are about injustice. Now, my grandmother was partially right. James encourages us to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to grow angry. And so, in an effort to do this, we put up rules around language in an attempt to control our tongues and hopefully tame our emotions. Because we know, as James said, that the tongue can be a small flame of fire that contaminates our entire lives. But James also points out that the tongue is misused when it is coated in sugar and upholds unrighteous systems. Imagine someone who is naked and never has enough to eat, says James. What if one of you very nicely and kindly and politely said, Go in peace! Stay warm! Have a nice meal! What good are those words if you don't actually give them what their body needs? So we create rules around language and external signs of purity while ignoring what is inside of our heart and the actions that result from it. We create traditions. Good intention traditions, traditions designed to keep us safe and pure and, quote, unstained by the world. But in the midst of doing that, we can forget the weightier matters of mercy and justice. We're more concerned with the letter of the law than the law of freedom. What James tells us is, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And James didn't come up with that on his own. Jesus said it, and Jesus was quoting the Old Testament prophets and law. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. In the past four years, we've seen here in St. Louis the divide between respect and, quote, respectability politics. For hundreds of years, white people have said to black people, just behave better, and you'll get better treatment. Worried about mass incarceration? Then stop committing crimes. Want lynching to stop? Then stop looking at white women. Want change? Then change your own speech patterns. Stop interrupting. Don't be rude. Don't be angry. Don't use language like that. After Michael Brown was shot, one older black man shook his head sorrowfully at me and said, I wish those kids would pull their pants up. Nobody is safe. We don't have the freedom to make mistakes. We have to earn respect. And this beloved saint was a veteran of the 1950s and 60s civil rights movement, trying to earn respect and integration. The problem is that trying to act respectably does not earn respect. Perfect behavior doesn't change systems. And at the end of the day, lack of respect is built into the very structure Of our culture. In the meantime, it's impossible to live perfectly and do all the things correctly. So some people get severely punished for minor infractions, while others literally get away with murder. And Jesus has a lot to say about this. You ignore God's commands, he accuses. While holding on to rules created by humans, one scholar comments Christ urges us to examine our own defiled hearts rather than our neighbor's dirty hands. Our own defiled hearts. Our neighbor's dirty hands. Where is the mierda? in our world. Doing no harm won't save us. Judging others will not save us. Our own trying to be perfect will not save us. Only God dwelling within us, implanting God's word inside of us, transforming our lives from the inside out, so that we become the first fruits of God's new creation. Only that will save us. And it will save us not individually, but as a community. We will act on God's word, live God's word, because God's word lives in and through us. So let us hear the words of Jesus. Let us hear God's call to justice and righteousness and mercy and compassion. And then let us do those things. Respectability politics be damned.